Today on the One Upbeat. We're going to play music from my top five original game soundtracks from 2019. You'll hear music from Austin Winery, Gordy Hobb, Yoko Shimomura, and many more. Thanks for joining me again on the One Upbeat. My name is Eric Silver. Today is our special Best of 2019 episode. I gotta say, as I was preparing the list of games, I had a lot of trouble this year. I feel like in many ways, game music is moving away from my tastes in a similar way that film music did around 2005, 2006 or so. Where film music has become more Zimmer-esque, with the simple, repetitive rhythms and ambient soundscapes, game music has moved in a very electronic direction, with beats and loud non-orchestral sounds. Celeste was a recent example of really pushing that style forward in games, similar to how you can look at Inception as a major influence of where film music is today in many ways. A lot of the bigger budget games also have similar styles to film music. Similar to how film music still has more traditional composers that I'm a big fan of, like John Williams and John Powell, you still have a more orchestral central group of game composers as well. The big problem games always had was that what you could fit into the game was a big issue. Super Mario Bros. sounds the way it does because that's the only type of sound they could get out of the game at all. While an orchestral film music style always existed in games, you really didn't get live recordings until the early to mid-2000s. Because of that, even today, it's not a guarantee that your orchestral score can record with a live work. Because of the history of game music, sillier-sounding MIDI soundtracks were always more tolerable to players. It's what they were used to for a long time. I think I would have liked some soundtracks way more if they were actually recorded by an orchestra. Thing is, I really can't judge a soundtrack that doesn't do it for me as, well, that could have probably been better with the real instruments, unless I've heard it, so that kind of limits my choices as well. I know that was a bit of a ramble, but I really think that it generally sums up where I see game music in the state of game music in 2019. While I did have a bit of trouble coming up with five soundtracks I absolutely loved from 2019, at least three of them are really easy choices. Frankly, getting even that many excellent scores per year is really something to be thankful for. Also, Earlier I specified original soundtracks. This list doesn't count remakes, remasters, re-recordings, etc. We're going to do that next time. So let's get started on the list. Anno 1800 is the seventh game in the Anno series of real-time strategy and city-building games. After two entries in the series focusing on the future, 1800 brings the setting back to the Industrial Revolution and its impact on the people living during that time. With a less technologically advanced time period, the music reflects that. It sounds sort of like a Lord of the Rings or Skyrim with a fantasy-esque style. There's a feeling of magic in place with the lack of technological sophistication, almost like technology smothered magic in a world as society grew more dependent on tech. The music is beautiful and very varied, giving the listener a relaxing experience while they build and play, which is really important when you're doing something with a lot of downtime. It was composed by Dynamedian, a German music and production company founded in 2000 by musicians to compose music for games. I hope you'll enjoy it as much as I did too. This music is from Anno 1800, composed by, and I'm going to try my best here, 
Tillman Selescu, Matthias Wolf, and Stefan Brinkman. Please enjoy.
Seemingly out of nowhere on June 8th of 2019, developer Playtonic Games announced that a second ukulele game would be out by the end of the year. Ukulele and the Impossible Lair was released on October 8th, 2019. While Ukulele's first game was a spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie, the Impossible Lair was similar to Donkey Kong Country. The music is just as wonderful too, with beloved rare composers David Weiss and Graham Kirkhope writing for the game. But what really stood out to me was the music by internal Platonic composers Matt Griffin and Dan Murdoch. They're definitely the two lesser-known composers on the game, but they contribute, in my opinion, the best tracks. The music of Ukulele is predictably very ukulele-focused, but there's that great, beautiful, soothing, ambient sound that we know from Donkey Kong Country, even in Griffin and Murdoch's tracks. I thought this was an important soundtrack to include on the list because it's usually the big, sweeping orchestral scores that do it for me, but this is very different. It's either boppy or toe-tapping or relaxing and soft. There's no live orchestra here, but the music knows how to make the best of its sound samples and create a score that legitimately makes you stop for a while just to listen to the music. Please enjoy selections from Ukulele and the Impossible Lair with music by Matt Griffin and Dan Murdoch.
We featured Kingdom Hearts 3 on the show earlier in the year, and in the time since, there's still no original soundtrack released. Speculation is that they're waiting for all the additional game content to be released, and then a large full score will be put out in one go. Something similar happened with Ace Combat 7, where it was released in January, and we only got the six-disc soundtrack in the last couple days of 2019. By the way, it's worth noting that Ace Combat 7 just missed the cut for my best of the year list. Definitely check that out too. But let's get back to Kingdom Hearts. I'm not going to pretend to be the authority on Kingdom Hearts here. I have special advisors for that sort of thing. I do know that I like the music though, and the tracks we're about to play for you will have you agree with me for sure. A bit of note about what we're about to play, if you consider music a spoiler and you haven't played the new DLC yet, pause the podcast, play that, and then come back. There'll be new music from the DLC in here. I originally wasn't going to include it since it technically released in 2020, but it's part of a 2019 game, and frankly, it's my show and I can do anything I set my mind to. You have been warned. It's definitely worth it though, so here we go. Please enjoy Yoko Shimomura's Kingdom Hearts 3 music.
It wouldn't be a best-of-the-year list without our friend Austin Winery. Another banner year, get it, for the popular game composer included playing in the John Wick sandbox with the action strategy game John Wick Hex. But it was the score for Erica that really let Winery strut his stuff. Now, I know another music podcast that some of you might have heard of. I think it's called, like, Visual Noise Podcast or something like that. Put Erica on their best-of-the-year list, too. But it really is a game first, so it goes on my list. With that said, this is a game that really does transcend mediums. How much do you have to play a game for it to be a game? How much do you have to not interact with a film for it to still be a film? Erica is basically a playable movie. Think back to the old Sega CD days with games like Night Trap, only done in a much more classy and much more polished way. I think the industry got scared of live-action video games telling stories that are basically interactive movies after all the controversy from games like Night Trap. I'm a much more traditional gamer than someone who would normally like a game like Erica, but it was hard to resist liking this game as much as I did. It was beautifully shot, wonderfully presented, and even more tense than a movie can possibly be because you had to be ready to make your own decisions at any moment. This high level of praise could be extended and then some to the music. Erica is a haunting game, very new for Wintery, emotionally powerful and masterfully produced to fit into a game in this style. If you have a PlayStation 4, give the experience a try. It won't take up much of your time, and I think you'll get a new appreciation for the genre. This is Music from Erica by Austin Wintery. Thank you. 
Alright, this is it. Finally today, you thought you were sick of Star Wars game scores, didn't you? Well, there was one more I left off the Star Wars episode, since it's a brand new game, and deserved to be top of the best of 2019. Jedi Fallen Order was released this past November of 2019. The game takes place five years after Revenge of the Sith, focusing on a young Jedi named Cal Kestis as he's being hunted down by Darth Vader and his Inquisitors. The game is developed by Respawn Entertainment, known for Titanfall and Apex Legends. After announcing a new big-budget Star Wars game, almost on cue, Gordy Hobb was announced as a composer on the game. The extra special treat we get is Stephen Barton in his first Star Wars game soundtrack. He's done music for all of Respawn's other games like Titanfall, Titanfall 2, and Apex Legends. He even previously worked with the key people at Respawn when they were at Infinity Ward when he worked on Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. This soundtrack, simply put, is absolutely everything I love in game and film music wrapped up with a little bow. I knew it would be a great score because of who was involved, but I don't think I was quite ready for how good it would be. The entire London Symphony Orchestra is used to the best of their abilities, and there's even woodwind writing in here. How often do you hear that anymore? It's perfectly blended with soaring string melodies, and of course Star Wars-esque brass. The music even stands out in the game in certain scenes, which is a very rare thing for a score like this in a AAA game. I can go on forever about how great it is, but it's best to just listen to it, otherwise I'll go on forever about how much I adore this score. There's a very easy argument that can be made, I believe, that this is the best Star Wars score of 2019. Mm-hmm, I said it. Even though there's no official soundtrack to the game, in the special features of the game itself, there's a specific behind-the-scenes documentary on the soundtrack where you hear from Hab and Barton. It's a nice look into the ideas that went into making the music. There's great footage in there, too. If you don't have the game yet, I think all the behind-the-scenes stuff is on YouTube. If you do a search for Fall in Order documentary or behind-the-scenes, you'll find it. The music one is included in there, too, and it's definitely worth checking out. It's also worth noting that the game itself is really awesome as well. Star Wars games, the games themselves, have been struggling for a while now. It might have been as much as 10 years since we had a really great Star Wars game, but it's here now. Okay, finally time for the music. So we're going to break the rules a little bit. Now don't tell Eric Woods, but we're going to play you the entire end credits track. Those of you who know how long credits last in AAA games have an idea of how long this is going to go on for. It's totally worth it though, because you really get an appreciation for how great and varied the music is. So go make some hot cocoa, wrap yourself in a blanket, pop on those headphones, even though you really should have been wearing them the whole time, and get ready for music from Jedi Fallen Order by Gordy Hab and Stephen Barton, easily my favorite game score of 2019. Also, be sure to come back next time because we're going to do something a little unique for shows like this. We're going to look at my favorite game re-releases, re-recordings, and remixes. This will cover everything from concerts, remakes of games, and even fan albums and performances. Thanks as always for listening, and I hope we'll see you then.
Thank you for listening to Cinematic Sound Radio. I want to thank Tim Burden for providing his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program, and David Casina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at Sound Radio on Twitter and Cinematic Sound on Facebook. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment right now to rate and review the show. It really helps us rise through the ranks and helps potential new listeners find the show. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at cinematicsound.net.